What's up, Bulls Nation? And welcome into the CHGO Bulls Podcast. Presented to you by Points Bet. Don't forget that promo code CHGO when you sign up to live your bet life. Happy Friday, everybody. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. That's Will the Goat Gottlieb. He is at Won't Gottlieb on Twitter. And Big Dave, back in the fold, is at Bow, B-A-W-L Sports. We are CHGO underscore Bulls. We got our buddy, our producer, our pal, Joey, hanging out with us behind the scenes. Joey! Well, whole again. We're whole. We are whole. We are whole. <laughs> it was great to chat with Mark. Actually, we're, we're missing Mark. Like we hadn't but... done a, a, an episode with Mark in far too long. Yeah. We're missing Mark still, but we're we're closer to whole. Always. It's that, it's that damn time difference, man. <laughs> a damn time difference. Why does he have to live Someone, in Australia? Who do we talk to about about time zones? We got to fix that. <laughs> no, Nick. I am not in the bathroom anymore. Our remote shows from last week. I was also not in a bathroom, but I am back <laughs> at my home studio here in Chicago. Uh, all right. So we kind of wanted to jump around and touch on a bunch of different things today on this fun Friday episode. We're going to start with the latest updates from some NBA reporters about Kevin Durant and Donovan Mitchell and where they might be going or staying. Uh, so we will talk about that. Bill Simmons just dropped his summer 22 NBA trade value list. Uh, and there are some Bulls names on there, and there are some interestingly not Bulls name or Bulls names not on there. So we'll talk about that. We've got some questions in our various AMAs from Discord and Twitter about Bulls rotations and more. So we will get to as many of those as we can to round out the show. You guys ready? Let's do this. Do Friday. I'm freaking up. I am ready to go to I do, bed. I am I, still so <laughs> tired. I do want to say one thing, and I want to apologize to Bulls Nation for this, but I apologize that I haven't been there in the past couple of days to give Matt the food that I need to give him to pay in on his 4K followers for CHGO Bulls. But don't you guys, you guys worry. think we forgot. Oh, no. I ain't never forgot that. You think like, we forgot? Don't we you guys forget. worry. Matt, don't you worry either. I know how eager you are to do this. So just know next week, we, maybe we next week, maybe the week after, but it's coming soon, and I can't wait to see it. Yeah. I hope Will is there to join us for it. It's going to be a magical, magical show. You guys stay I'm, tuned for that. I'm fairly certain there's an expiration date on that deal, and I'm pretty sure it's yeah. July 15th, 2022. I think, yeah, let me check. Is that true? No, he's making it up. Oh, great. Yeah, you're, you're making things up. Sorry, Matt. It's going down, buddy. It's going Whatever, down, man. It's going down. You don't, you know, you you can't hold me down and force my mouth open if I don't I'm not going to do it. that. I'm not going to do that. But you're a man of your word who said you would pay in on bets that you had made. So I know you're going to do it. I'm not worried I, about that. I never made it. You made it. What? What garbage. do you mean? I made it. It is Absolute not true. Garbage. Just like when we get to 6K, we're going to see that the goat got leave dressed up like Kyle Corbett. These these are things that if are going we get to, to 6K by the start of the NBA no, season. don't don't be adding stuff. That is that is what <laughs> no, Kevin no, said. No. That is what don't Kevin be said. Don't be stuff. They'll be added. That is 6K, what Kevin said. 6K. That's what and he this said. is going down, man. See, look at that. Both of y'all. Both of y'all. You got to be on your things, man. Okay. No, no, All right. No. Then what? Then what's your uh, punishment for our reward? Well, let's hear it. Let's hear it. I, I these are punishments. I think these he needs to sit down and eat a nice juicy steak. I th- if, you, if you're going to make me eat vegetables, I want to sit there and watch you eat a steak. There's, there's a difference there. There's a difference there. <laughs> Matt, you don't eat vegetables because you have a fundamental hate for them for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I don't Dave hate doesn't, <laughs> Dave doesn't eat meat because of – for health reasons. Yeah, for, I don't – I don't hate well, it. I don't want to speak for you, I, but I don't eat vegetables for also health reasons. <laughs> what what reason is that? Kind of clog those arteries. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> arteries are too pure. They got to be clogged up a little bit more. Oh no! I'm just no, trying no. to keep my body as Chicago as possible, and a Chicago body has nothing to do with vegetables. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> That's something I can't even argue right now. I'm going to let them I have that. I can't argue with that. I'm going to yeah. let them have That's that right now. Yeah. I'm going to let that go. Old Buckness said with regard to Will dressing up like Corver. So you mean just taking off his glasses? <laughs> That's <laughs> all it is. Uh, what up, Shua? What up, Kev? Who's wondering in the comments also <laughs> if, if I have received my Miller Lite yet. I did. I did finally oh, get that man. Miller Lite. And it was the best tasting Joey Miller Lite I've stupid. ever had in my life. Joey Look at that, Joey. Joey what is a damn fool. I mean, I know it's SpongeBob, but what the hell is going on here? <laughs> Forcing you to eat healthy stuff. That's what he's saying. Oh, that's hilarious, man. It's going to be a magical day, man. I'm so just happy for you. And, I, and you got to trust me because I'm not going to do you wrong, man. You're going to enjoy it. And you're not going to want to enjoy it, 
but you're gonna enjoy it. I know it. You're gonna like it. You're gonna like it. You're gonna like it. Don't like it. Don't like it <laughs> at all. Shout out to Pierre in the comments saying, "Finally caught y'all live." Much love from Montana. Man, Ooh, shout out. What up? Shout out. Wait, are, are you hanging Phil out? Uh, are you? Ha- I was just about to say, are you hanging out on Phil Jackson's ranch? That's right. Bison what burgers would, all day. What I wouldn't give to just go hang out on Phil Jackson's ranch for a few days. Would you drink the peyote? Oh, if Phil Jackson offered me yeah. peyote, I would 100% take it. Oh, wow. I'd have to think about it. But then but I'd isn't that it. a plant? Yeah, I'm it's a drink. Like you, it's a it's a drink. They make it into a drink, and you drink well, it. But it comes from I a plant. Now. It comes from a plant. So, it's plant, I, I a plant-based drink. Yes, it's a plant-based drink. I'm not sure if that falls under your diet. Yeah, Matt. I'm sorry, but Phil Jackson. It's it's not under his Bulls diet, dude. If Phil Jackson told me to drink bleach, I probably would listen to him. <laughs> no, Phil, Phil Jackson. Jackson. Don't don't tell him to drink bleach, Phil Jackson. Please don't do it. <laughs> please. Ooh, Let him I like I like this one from Ruben. Dave's got to do a whole show without a hat on for eight thousand followers. I've already I mean, done every, that though. Every once in before. a while, we see the rare no hat Dave appearance. Yeah. It, it, it's not like it's never happened, but yeah, it's give, definitely rare. Give me something that ain't happened. Matt eating healthy on TV. It doesn't <laughs> Joey, happen. What are you doing with these freaking graphics? <laughs> <laughs> Joey works from home one day and he's got all this extra time on his hand. I love it. I mean, if I'm it's a pumpkin, don't leave his next. I'm not even close. Go, <laughs> go, it's coming. You got you next, Will. You next. Wow. Uh, I think I know where this is going. As the kids would say, Joey had time today. <laughs> hey man, what what so what about pumpkin pie? Would that count? Would that count as me eating a vegetable? Because I like pumpkin pie around like the holidays. Yeah, Matt. That's no. a fruit. That's a fruit, Matt. Don't worry about it. Don't what? worry about it. I Pumpkin's got you. a vegetable. That's not a fruit. <laughs> it's a fruit. That's, I got you. Fruits Matt. have seeds. That's, oh, that the whole C's rule is bogus. They just tell you that in grade school just because it's easy to explain the truth. rather than explaining all of the various exceptions to that rule. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Will, though, when it, when it comes to, like, fruit and, <laughs> and vegetable talk. No offense, Matt. I'm just going to go with Will on this. When it comes to fruit and vegetable talk, I'm your guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go to Will. More so than I'm going to go to Matt, just saying. All right. Well, so – got- if, basketball if I, reference pulled up and fruit and vegetable reference also <laughs> pulled up. So, so you're saying that if I go make this quick there and back trip to Mich this weekend, you don't yeah. want me to bring both of you guys back, all three of you guys back, Joey, uh-huh. you too, some fresh jam from a Michigan. Oh, orchard. I love, you're saying you I love don't both want fruit that and you don't vegetables. Trust me when it comes to fruits and vegetables. Yeah, I trust I, you to I buy am... it from a place you've been buying it for years. Yeah, I trust you to do that. But <laughs> when you talk, yeah, come on. Nah, dude, I make the jam myself. <laughs> Meat jam, of course. Meat jam. Oh why, didn't, Meat why didn't jam. we see this? That's the best kind. Y'all oh ever had God. bacon jam? It's delicious. Have you had it bacon jam? Yeah, it's delicious. It's good. What did you put it on? Um, you can like put it. Well, you can put it on anything. Um, <laughs> no, but, no. but like any appetizer, just put a little dollop of bacon jam on it. Uh-huh. Um, one of my old uh, roommates and still dear friends, Connor. Shout out. Um, makes these amazing little BLT bites on okay. Ritz crackers. So it'll be like wow. a Ritz cracker, a dollop of uh, some, some sort of like may- mayo, aioli, whatever, half of a cherry tomato cut in half, yeah. and then yeah. bacon jam. Oh, my God. Wow. Freaking delicious. That does sound amazing. Shout out to Connor. That does sound amazing, though. That sounds great. Uh, and Drew in the comments saying bacon jam on smash burgers is the best. Also, Ooh. Drew. Okay. All right. Well, you can not, also just spread bacon jam on toast. Have it just, for breakfast. No, man. You've had that for breakfast, just bacon jam on toast? Yeah. That's how so it's it, no yeah. different than having toast and, and You know what? You're right. You're right. You're absolutely right about that. No, County, Montana, middle of nowhere. Closest Walmart is 90 miles away. God damn. Wow. Dang, bro. I mean, Montana is massive yeah. and spread out. So I guess that checks out. Montana's a great miles. state. Tell, I great hope state. you have some kind of little like country corner store where you can get yeah, your thank you. That's exactly you what I was thinking. Yeah, you got to like, drive ninety hey. miles every time you want some groceries. That's <laughs> like, insane. Yo, you got to make life decisions just to go get something to eat. My God, huh? <laughs> honey, if I don't get back in time, tell the kids I love them. Damn, it's a long uh, trip, bro. All right, so now that we're ten minutes in, you guys want to talk about basketball? <laughs> Fun Friday. Uh, I know. I dude, I'm so ready to just cash out of this week and then <laughs> hopefully sleep. 
Okay. All of Saturday and Sunday. All right. All right. Well, let's get Dave, to it. Have you, have you been able to sleep a little? I mean, I know you got some some decent, probably better sleep than me and Will when we were in Vegas because you got your own hotel room because you're fancy like that. But yeah. <laughs> that's a flex. <laughs> that is a flex. Shout out to my mother. I love you very much. Um, Shout out, Ma. Yeah, I, I got some sleep yes, the day before yesterday, some really good sleep. Like, I was just out cold all night long. Had a bunch of trippy dreams. Actually, I had a dream about CHGO. And oh, yeah? that let me know I'm missing it. Will was there. Matt was there. Joey was there. Um, who else was there? I think Herb was there. KC was there. Kevin was there. Uh, Jake was there. What were we doing? Just sitting in the studio? The usual. Like, it was nothing big. Like, just the usual. Everybody just hanging out, chilling, relaxing. And I was just walking through. And that was it. Like, honestly, your, it was... It your was, dreams are getting no far too literal. That dream Inside just sounds like mind. what we do like, every day. Seriously, that's exactly what it was. Large David Watson inside the mind. <laughs> oh, good. Pierre from Montana is letting us know that they do have an Albertsons. Okay, so they do oh, have okay. a grocery store right. that's not right. 90 miles away. Cool. But he, he right. says he misses deep dish and Wendy's. You don't even have you a can, Wendy's? You have Can't a Wendy's? you order? Uh, you can order Geno's online. I'll send it to you frozen. Yeah, that's you true. can have deep dish shipped to you across the country. From you sure can, my friend. Places. Probably get, get there taste faster home. than if you were to go to the, uh, the Walmart and back. <laughs> <laughs> like Dupes Dorothy. in the comments saying Dave's naming off and you were there and you were there like Dorothy <laughs> from the Wizard of Oz so okay of the three of us we're gonna, we're gonna get to our first ad read before we even mention the bulls <laughs> <laughs> three of us who's who's the scarecrow who's Tin Man and who's the lion oh oh uh, well or, I can't or be is one of us man. Dorothy yeah, Dave is. I feel, I feel like I feel the like only Joey one I know for sure Dave. is that Dave is not the Tin Man. I know I'm not this the dude Tin has Man. The, the oh, biggest right. heart. I'm Dorothy. Tin Man with no heart. That clearly you can't say be I'm Dorothy. I, yeah, you, you have like that young innocence that Dorothy has. Yeah, he's right. right. You, I'll you, take yeah, it. yeah. I'll take it. And we all these weird ass friends that you've somehow found yourself hanging out with all the yeah. time. Yeah, that's actually not a bad point. <laughs> I'll probably say I'm Scarecrow. Matt is the Lion, and Will is the Tin Man. Yeah, I'm just pure analytics, no eye test. Yeah. <laughs> nothing nothing on the inside. Yeah, that's the so lion because so I'm because, just a coward. No, I'm not it's it's because you're the one who will yell at everyone. You know what I'm saying? But you won't fight anyone. <laughs> that's true. That's totally true. <laughs> that's the only reason I say that. And I'll say scarecrow because I think more of my heart than I do my brain. So yeah, yeah, and and you're like super lovable, and everybody likes you. <laughs> yeah, and Michael um, Jackson with the skip. Oh man, he's on down, he's on down. <laughs> Deep said his guard packs the wish it gets quite crushed. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> Yo, Dupes is on one today. Appreciate Love you, it. Dupes. Love <laughs> it. Um, all right, guys, is Donovan Mitchell going to the Knicks? Because that's certainly what it sounds like with these recent reports. I don't know if you've read Mark Stein's latest Substack that came out earlier today. <laughs> and then uh, Woes just did a hit on NBA Today, I believe. Uh, and they both are saying the same things, that the Knicks are very much in play, and aggressively so, going after Mitchell if it looks like the Jazz are going to fully just tear this down. They got a haul for Rudy Gobert. Dan uh, you know, Danny Ainge just doing what he does. And now they're talking about, what, six first-round picks and then a couple of players is what they're asking for for Mitchell. Will, do you think that that's feasible? Do I think it's feasible? Maybe. I mean, Danny Ainge seems to get what he wants. Like, he he just squeezes teams because they know he has something that they want and he can get everything for it. So the Knicks are desperate to get a star. They have been for years. Donovan is that guy. He's from New York. And there have been rumblings about that happening for years, but he's under contract for a long time. So. Yeah. Uh, the Jazz have a lot of leverage there. They can get as much as they want. They also kind of like changed the entire landscape of how to trade for stars with the Rudy Gobert thing. So, I mean, I think Rudy is a better player than Donovan. So, you know, there's an argument to be made that that the package that the Jazz got for him should be better than the one that the, the Knicks give up for Donovan. But at the same time, the Knicks are just as desperate and they have – all these draft picks, they traded away their pick this year to get future draft picks. They cleared a ton of space. Like they're making moves to get a guy like Donovan Mitchell when 
not a lot not a lot of other teams are in that race i think miami is up there but they're kind of waiting on kd so it seems like that's the most likely outcome and if it is like don't don't be surprised for danny ainge to just juice this and get as many draft picks out of it as possible yeah i i think he's going to the knicks like it just feels like donovan mitchell is going there and i'm also looking at the past and i'm looking at how fibs does things i know he's not the gm but i'm sure he has influence in the say so in this and when tibbs wants something like he don't care what he ought to give up to get it the jimmy butler trade is it's prime number one what i'm thinking of here you saw what he gave up for that this is donovan mitchell you know what i'm saying like that dude is serious real deal and tibbs is does not like and he's 25 it's not like the jimmy thing where he was like a little bit older and coming up on a potential supermax contract but Tibbs does not like rebuilding or waiting. You know what I mean? Like, he likes just going for it, period. All the time, every single year. That's how he's coached. That's how he's built. That's how he is. So I think, yeah, he's going to go all in to get Donovan Mitchell. He doesn't care what they give have to give up to get him. He doesn't give a damn because Donovan Mitchell play rookies play, anyway. Yeah, exactly. Donovan Mitchell is going to play, you know, 80 minutes a game. It, it doesn't matter to him. So he just wants to be in the thick of things. And Fibs is a great coach where he's got, you know, great guys to coach he's not a guy for development or anything like that so yeah I I think getting Donovan Mitchell would be good for both sides uh I don't want it to happen because you know I don't want the Knicks to have success but (laughs) I can see it going there I can see it totally happening and Donovan Mitchell ending up there because because of how Fibs is just because of how kind of a coach that he is but I mean we're talking about like one of the if not the most draft capital ever being sent anywhere in this trade, which is like crazy. Zach Lowe wrote a piece today about how teams are just like, we never thought we would see unprotected picks and pick swaps going back, uh, you know, after the, the net Celtics trade with KG and, and Paul Pierce. And it's like, we waited three years and now this is just yeah. happening over and over again. It's, it's kind of wild. And now it's getting even crazier because teams are loading up on picks just so that they can move them. Uh, to your point, Dave, uh, Colin in the comments asked, are we even scared of the Knicks if they get Mitchell? They probably include Tibbs in that deal. But, <laughs> I mean, th- it's it's possible that the Knicks are already kind of getting sick of Tibbs. Like, he brought them back to relevancy-ish for the first time in a long time with that four seed two seasons ago. And then this past season, like, Randall fell hard back down to earth after that incredible season two years ago, and 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 they they stunk. Pretty much. I, I don't know. Does does Mitchell and Jalen Brunson and then some of these other pieces, you know, if if they like it's sounds like they want to keep RJ Barrett, even if they go after Mitchell, which might be hard to do, but maybe not if they just give them all of the picks. The Knicks have eight that they can trade right now. Eight first wow. round picks that they could trade. Are they willing to give up six of them for Donovan Mitchell so that they can keep RJ Barrett and a couple of these other young pieces? I've also heard that the Jazz might be uh, interested in taking Quentin Grimes uh, away from them, who we saw play in that Bulls Knicks Summer League game. He's yeah, good. He good. He's, He's good. really, really good. He is. He's um, good. But as far as, you know, are, are would the Knicks become yet another team that were like, crap, there's another team in the East that's now better than us? If you pair Mitchell and Jalen Brunson and you keep Randall and you keep R.J. Barrett, maybe? No. Although what I look at when I see a Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brunson backcourt is – that team's perimeter defense is going to suck real bad. And that's why I say no. Like, I'm not concerned. No, they'll they'll be formidable because of the guys they have. They're going to score a lot of points, you know, because of that reason. But that defense, like you mentioned, Matt, oh, no. <laughs> that is not going down. Um, I don't know if Robinson will be included in that deal, so I'll be interested to see that because they don't have a center anymore because they got rid of Gobert. So well, didn't they didn't they officially sign him to that new contract? So can they even trade him right now? Or do yeah, I don't think you're right. Okay, him. well then he's there. Yeah. Well then Robinson is there, so he'll help with the defense. You know what I'm saying going forward for them. But overall, like their perimeter defense is ugh, it's going to be bad. But they'll be fun. They'll be fun to watch. <laughs> yes, yes, that's thank it, you, Joey. That's absolutely right, Joey. That is Mitchell, and that, and that is R.J. Barrett. That's exactly what that is. But yeah, it's going to stink. Uh, but they'll be fun because Donovan will drop 45. Uh, Barrett will have 30 and nine and it'll be cool for them. And they, you know, will make a run at, at a uh, play in tournament, but 
They won't be on the Bulls level. No, the Bulls are better. The Bulls will definitely be better than the Knicks for sure. Yeah, I think I think that's probably true. I think you have to factor in just like the Tibbs secret sauce defensive scheme for that team as a whole. Like the players probably won't be as good, but the you know the some of their parts maybe a little bit better. So um, I think they'll be a good team. But I, so you know more than anything, it's just like another team in the way. Like they're not going to be a, a rollover game three times a year, right? And like like we've talked about before, as teams get better in the East, the path to contention gets harder. So, regardless of where the Knicks end up, it's just a harder road for the Bulls, and that's that just is what it is. Yeah, four is in the fire. I'm with it. Bring on <laughs> more competition. I'm with it. Very very curious to see how how that goes down. Um. I, I think I'm with you though, in that I wouldn't necessarily immediately just put the Knicks above the Bulls if you're just doing a quick power rankings of Eastern Conference themes. If they pull off that Mitchell trade, I don't think that that by itself is a move that makes them significantly better. And yeah. Some somewhere our pal Joe Kelly is saying, "Of course it does. The Knicks were already better than the Bulls." Is Rand? You think Randall is included in this deal? I don't think so. I think the the Jazz want nothing to do with like bad players on bad contracts. They want picks. Yeah. They want young guys. I mean, they got essentially salary filler plus Walker Kessler, Jared Vanderbilt, and six draft picks or whatever it was. You know, five five uh, unprotected picks. Yeah. Um. They they just want to go the full Sam Presti process hinky route. <laughs> yeah. And it's hard to blame them because they're not signing free agents. Like they they capped out with two superstars on their team, uh, and it just got super tired. And now they're they're going at it from a different direction, and they need to just give themselves as many bites as the apple bite, bites at the apple as possible. And I think that's we could do a whole conversation about like where the Bulls, you know, rebuild and those seasons between 2017 and 2020, how those turned out. But like. I think if you're going to go for it, that's how you got to go for it. You got to trade everybody. You got to get unlimited draft picks and you got to build through the draft. And that's kind of yeah. what they're doing. It's true. Um, all right. We, we should also quickly touch on KD because I don't know what the hell's going on there. And it seems like nobody knows what's going on there. But there are some teams mentioned recently that might still have a shot at it. But before we do that, Big Dave, tell our friends and our listeners about PointsBet, would you please? I will do my best. Because the best way to support CHGO is to download that PointsBet app and use that code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right now, you'll get two, one, two, risk-free bets up to $2,000. But that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, guess what you're going to get? You're going to get that CHGO membership, which unlocks all that awesome web content. And you see the GOAT's pin has been on fire since he got back from Summer League. And you'll even get that free T-shirt of your choice from that CHGO locker. That's 2,000 in free bets, free CHGO membership, free T-shirt from the CHGO locker, all for making a $50 or more first-time deposit at points. Bet is your home for live and play betting, and it just got even better. Is your favorite team prime for a comeback? Is it? You see your ads in the game that you're watching? Do you? Don't just watch the game live. Bet along with it live. More live betting, more live markets, Faster live cash outs. Again, faster live cash outs. Follow along with your bets the moment they hit and stay in the live action all game. <sighs> Download that points bet app. Use that promo code CAGO. Because what are you waiting for? Uh huh. It's time to elevate your live game betting, y'all. Because once that game starts, you don't just bet. No, you don't. Will the thrill tell them what they do? You live. Your bet life. Smack them in the face. Just like Smack just like the to go to the roulette table. Live your bet life. Oh. It's uh, a whole different man. He turned into a 45-year-old in front of my face. I don't know, man. <laughs> it's like when did Will become 45? Like this, this is crazy. Like, uh Emilio in the comments asked, does the CHO membership unlock Lonzo's medical records? I do not believe so. Those are no. those are <laughs> hidden those are under several locks and several sealed. keys. <laughs> I don't. I don't even think Lavar has access to those. Um, well, all right, told so, me a summer league. He feels good, so yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> that's, that's all you need to hear. Um, so 
not a whole lot recently on KD, but he did get mentioned in the latest from Mark Stein here because he was mentioning the fact that Donovan Mitchell is the Miami Heat's second favorite target right now because the Ooh. Heat are always in a mix because fuck Pat yeah. Riley. Um, and he is second behind Kevin Durant. The, the Heat are still somehow trying to convince themselves that they can find a way to, to get KD despite the fact that they do not have a whole lot of tradable assets to throw together in a package to impress Brooklyn. Um, and, Here's and what meanwhile, they have. it's like Aiton uh, got that uh, offer matched by the Suns. So now the Suns are a harder team to get Kevin Durant to without including an Aiton sign-and-trade as part of that deal. So more, more people are kind of asking over the last 48, 72 hours or so, is it possible that the most likely scenario right now is that KD and Kyrie and the Nets all just say, F it, and run it back? and stay in Brooklyn this upcoming season. And I personally think that there's a, a strong likelihood that that's what ends up happening because they're not going to just trade KD because he's demanding a trade if they don't like the package for him. It's Kevin right. Durant. You can't get nothing for him. You can't lose a Kevin Durant trade and lose it badly. Yeah, there isn't a trade that you can say they gave up too much for, for Kevin Durant, in my opinion. Because it's Kevin Durant. Like... I don't care. You could be like eight draft picks like the Knicks and like half their team. And you'll be like, that sounds like a lot. What they get back? Kevin Durant. Well, yeah, you know, like, uh, you know, 5149, you know, like it, it might work out. So he's worth it. And that's the genius of Pat Riley and why Matt hates Pat Riley so much, because he understands that. And Pat Riley is going to try to win every time. The fact that they're in line for these two players and Donovan Mitchell and Kevin Durant, and it's a possibility they might get them because it's Pat Riley, it's terrifying. Because if they get one of those players, they immediately go up even higher than what they are right now. They got to the Eastern Conference Finals just as they were. Game seven, they were there with the opportunity to win it with a Jimmy Butler shot away from going on to the NBA Finals. Add Kevin Durant to that. Add Donovan Mitchell to that, I don't care what they give up. <laughs> like, and I know Pat Riley doesn't either. So, yeah, it's scary. It's terrifying because Pat Riley makes miracles happen. So, yeah, it's terrifying if it happens. It is. Um, here's what Miami has as leverage because you're right, Matt. They don't have the same kind of eight draft pick offer that the, the Knicks can give up. They don't have DeAndre Ayton and Mikhail Bridges to give up. Like the idea here is that you give up as much as you possibly can without completely like gutting your core so that once you get one of these guys, you still have a team in place that's ready to compete. If I'm Miami and Donovan Mitchell says, I will not play for any team other than Miami, the package that Miami has to give to get him just got a little cheaper, right? Because now he's he's going to hold out or he's not going to go to another team. Another team isn't going to pay up to get him. So why would Miami now have to break the bank for him? So I think they do have that leverage because it's South Beach and because players want to go play there and because they know what heat culture is and how good that team always is. So I think despite the fact that, you know, their package for a star like that isn't quite as good, you know, Tyler Hero... Duncan Robinson for salary cap filler, um, you know, Nikola Jovic and three draft picks is like other teams could beat that for sure. But if Donovan yeah. or KD says that's where I'm playing, I'm not playing anywhere else. That's a tough situation for the jazz or for the nets to be in. Um, and like you said, Dave, how, I mean, how possible is that? Guys, I don't think KD is going to, I don't think KD is going to hold out. Um, basically, he just loves basketball too much. I don't think he's going to put the, put himself in that position, but, and I think basically the jazz and Donovan are just like, you know, testing each other to see who will demand a trade first. And you saw, you know, the last couple of days, the jazz are now saying, well, Donovan's not untouchable, but they don't want to put the pressure on them. They want, they want Donovan to be the one that demands a trade. So they look better. And so that when they trade him, you know, they could say, well, he wanted out and this is the best we can do for him. So they're kind of playing chicken a little bit. I think KD, it's hard to take back a trade demand, right? Like he, yeah. he made the demand now two weeks later because the Nets can't find 
a, a suitable trade partner, he's just going to say, yeah, well, never mind. I'll, I'll just stay here. <laughs> I don't really see that. I think it's unlikely that Kyrie stays with the Nets. So I, I do think there's a lot of movement still, but it's just really difficult to figure out how that happens when there are teams that these guys clearly want to play for and teams that they clearly don't want to pay for play for. And there's, you know, the, the opposite is true in terms of what assets they can give up. Yeah. I mean, I, people wonder like, well, if is Kevin Durant still the kind of player that you just say, dude, whatever, give everything you can throw the kitchen sink at it because it's Kevin Durant. Um, even if he's 34, I, based on what we saw this past season, it looks like KD when healthy is still one of the three best players in the league and probably will continue to be so for the next few years. So yeah, if you're, if you're gunning for that chip, to me, it's worth it. Um, yeah. It'll just be very interesting to see which, if any of these teams actually manage to put something together that Brooklyn deems reasonable enough to be done with that headache. Because, yeah, it would be – I think, you know, I saw somebody in the comments say it's like with KD and Brooklyn and Kyrie, it's like breaking up with your significant other but then having to still live with them, you know, because <laughs> because, you're, because your housing situation is not flexible at that point in time. Like, yeah, got to be awkward. I want out. We can't get you out. Okay. Hi, everybody. Just kidding. Super happy to be here. This isn't awkward at all. Like for Aniston, Vince Vaughn. It, like it, also, it's it's like the gross, ugly awkwardness that the Sixers and Ben Simmons just went through this past year. Yeah. And that was terrible. And now, but it did in, take until the trade deadline, and <laughs> yeah. so who knows what's going to happen? I think right now, especially with the DeAndre Ayton situation, where now he can't be traded until. January 15th, and he cannot go to the Pacers until next season. Yeah. Uh, he has veto demands on, on uh, or veto rights on any trade for the year. Like, this could drag out, and that's just kind of crazy for me, given all the moving parts and how nobody seems to want to play for their team right now. <laughs> Grass yeah. is always greener, man. It yeah, is. Yeah, Dupes, I saw those comments from Silver Adam Silver recently about how he is not a fan of these trade demands from star players, and they might look to address that in some way for the next CBA. Because um, right now, that's sort of what how it works. Star players on big contracts, if they ask out, the teams do what they can to get them out and just deal with it because... But that's true for for teams too. Like they can decide they want to trade a player. They true. agree to yeah. the contract. So yeah, I, it's, I, it's it's weird. That like he's... the players' union will never agree to to giving away power. So right, I yeah. think right. it's it's gonna just continue to trend this way. And what you saw with the Ben Simmons thing, and they're going through arbitration now, is will you find players for not showing up? And mm. I think that's probably where it nets out. Like if these guys want to sit at home until they get traded fine but that's not gonna they're not gonna get paid and it's not gonna go against the team's cap right which is what the sixers did they were fining simmons for all of his games that he just wasn't showing up or you could do it the harden in houston way where he showed up technically but he showed up fat and totally checked out like <laughs> that's not it's not you don't want that guy there um, and it doesn't benefit the players either because now their trade value goes way down and it's mm -hmm. harder to move them. Yeah, you right. become more valuable to your team than you would be to any other team. And it just drags the situation out even further. Yeah. Very interesting to see where this goes. Mitchell, KD, and Kyrie are sort of the three dominoes left uh, in this NBA offseason, free agency, whatever, whatever. And it's just the fact that there are some players not super stoked to be where they are and trying to find their way out. Uh, so, so we'll, you know, of course, always keep an eye on that and talk about any updates as they come. Uh, the other thing that will, you wanted to talk about was this uh, list that Bill Simmons just dropped on the ringer uh, a couple days ago, ranking the 64 most valuable trade assets across the NBA coming into the 22, 23 NBA season. There are some names here on the bulls roster. Um, Honorable mentions included Caruso and Vooch. 59 on this list, DeMar DeRozan. 27 on this list, Zach Levine. Um, but as you pointed out, interestingly, are absences of certain players. Like maybe, namely, Patrick Williams. Not on this list. Young player that should be seen as a guy with a you know huge potential ceiling still, but maybe not seen that way by some people around the league. 
Um, what, what was most interesting or surprising to you about this list, Will? I just think it's interesting because you're kind of comparing a bunch of apples with a bunch of oranges where, <laughs> you know, you, you look at some of the franchise guys or, you know, in tier tier A, for example, it's clearly the four best players in the league. That's fine. You can't really trade those guys and you'd be like, there's no world where a trade would happen. But then you look at Kevin Durant and he's out of that group, but he kind of fits in that group in terms of the caliber of players. He just so happened to demand a trade. Um, so there's just like, there's a lot of interesting things there. And then you have categories where, you know, the 22 to 27 range where it's Zion Williamson, Kawhi, Kat, Gobert, Siakam, and Zach. And, you know, they're slightly more valuable than guys like Lamella Ball, Jabari Smith, Jalen Green, Darius Garland, Chet Holmgren, Paolo Boncaro. And so it's just it's just interesting to think about it in terms of like guys who are in their prime versus guys who are superstars but a little bit older versus guys on their rookie deals who have like you know unknown upside and trying to match them one for one um so i I just thought it was like an interesting you know interesting concept of how to how to rate these guys yeah because it's it's like he calls it ranking the 64 you know, best trade assets, um, trade trade value list is what he calls it. And also it kind of seems the way he does it, that it's basically just ranking the most untradeable players. And as you get closer to number one on the list, it's like this guy could not be traded, would not be traded by the franchise he's with right now. Um, but it's interesting too, because like I, I'm not really sure if it's saying, you know, uh what's a good example here like bradley beal is ranked 43 and you have to consider like contract age and all this other stuff with it but he's 43 but chris paul is 39 number 39 so like would you trade chris paul for bradley beal or lebron james is 35 donovan mitchell is 34 if i'm the jazz would i trade donovan mitchell for lebron it's just a very interesting way of thinking about these things and Oftentimes, there is no true one-for-one one value with these guys, and so you, that's why you end up seeing packages and draft picks going back and forth. It's just an interesting way to uh, to to think about it. I, I didn't get a chance to look, at, but who was who was at the top of this list? So the the first tier one through four is Giannis, Luca, Joker, J- uh, Joker, and Steph. Okay, five through nine: Ja, Embiid, Tatum. Ant wow. and Evan Mobley. Durant comes in at 10. Evan Mobley? 11 through 17. Booker, AD, Jimmy, Paul George, Cade Cunningham, Scotty Barnes, Trey Young. And then you got Bam, Jalen, Ho- Drew Holiday, Ingram rounding out your top 20. Would you trade that? Sorry. I was going to say it was interesting. You said Mobley. Mobley is ranked higher than Cade Cunningham. Both guys, obviously, yeah. in the same draft, yeah. number one and number three picks. That that was interesting to me. I think that's I would rather have yeah. uh, Cade. I agree with you. <laughs> and that's nothing against Mobley. Mobley's mean. It, it looks like a young Chris Bosh. But, yeah, I think I'd rather have Cade uh, than Mobley on this one. Then. But, wow, it's just that is interesting just hearing what people are ranked at and what the thought process is as to who is valuable. You know what I'm saying to these guys in the NBA, and to hear where the Bulls are on this. Wendell Carter yeah, so, Jr. honorable mention for Wendell. <laughs> Go ahead, Will. Where's the Franz Franz Wagner's even higher, uh, 50, 52nd. So, what do you guys think about Demar being fifty nine and Zach being twenty seven? I mean, Ooh. to me, it makes sense with the stipulations that age matters, contract matters. Um, Zach is what, five years younger, just kind of entering his prime while Dermar's at the end of his, nearing the end of his. Um, the, the fact that Zach is essentially 20-some spots higher than Demar, to me, makes sense because Demar's on a smaller contract as far as years remaining and total money compared to the just now recently signed brand-new Zach contract that's longer right. and significantly more money. Yeah, But even, even that being the case, a player with Zach's talent at his age, I think is still a more tradable and get value back tradable contract 
than DeMar and his contract at slash age right now. To me, that makes sense. Plus, but like if Zach, DeMar, if this it, was a year ago, Zach would be how many spots higher because he's only making $18 million a year and he's 26 years old. So it's just, it's interesting. But I think he would still have some proven to do if this was a year ago because he wouldn't have that all-star next to him. You know what I mean? Well, he'd so, be a one-time all-star. Yeah, he'd be that one-time all-star. It's It sounds better when you're a two-time all-star and you're getting all that it's stuff. It's legit. So, yeah. He it, made it I mean, twice, you're it twice. legit. You're legit. You start getting foul calls. You're, you're legit now. Yeah. So, yeah, and, but, and with DeMar also, like – one more trade, what's that, his fourth team? So it, it would be his fourth team. Like, fourth team at the age he is, I can see why he's where he is. I'm a little surprised it's that low. I think it should be a little higher just because of the year that he had. And it still feels like an underestimation of how good he really is, honestly. Um, but I, I understand the ideology behind it. I do. I get it. Well, you know, the player that DeMar was for the first – three quarters of this past season absolutely is a player who should probably be higher on that list. I think plenty of people who, who watch and cover the NBA wonder if that season of DeMars from last year is repeatable or if that was his last season playing at that kind of level. Right. Um, but to know, me, none like of us know DeMar... the answer to that yet, but people, I think people are fair to be skeptical that he could do that again spanning another entire season it's also you know where you are in the timeline of you know your intention to compete right so like the thunder are not going to trade chet or shea gilgis alexander because they've given themselves a ton of runway ton of time to sort of figure things out whereas like bradley beal being 43 versus damar i would rather have damar and I, I don't even think that's like a bias thing like if i'm a team that wants to put together you know a number one option. I think at this point, DeMar for two more years is better on his contract than Bradley Beal for five years on, you know, potentially the richest contract in NBA history. Yeah. I think obviously Beal is younger and, you know, better playing off of another star, but DeMar could be that guy and his team actually made the playoffs and he stayed healthy. And, uh, yes, you know, he, he's just, he, he was just better, much better. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, I wonder if we will get another one of these at the start of next season and see if the list has changed at all. Um, but that's that for now. Uh, with the time we have left, we wanted to get into a few different questions that we got from y'all from Discord, from Twitter. Um, and notably, several of you were asking about the Bulls rotation as we've sort of come to the end of Summer League. We got one more game left uh, tomorrow, and then it's really looking forward to what this team is going to look like next season. So we will get into that coming up next. But first, today's episode brought to you by one of our newest sponsors at CHGO. It's Coco. Chicago sports fans, you're home for the best Chicago sports coverage. That's us. Is partnering with a leader in sports merchandise and collectibles. CHGO is teamed up with Foco to secure your access to the best collectibles and gear around. Whether it's Bears, Cubs, White Sox, Blackhawks, Bulls, Foco will have something for you, your kid, a friend, your pet whatever your your pet lizard your pet gila monster looking for some new gear collectibles or accessories foco has officially licensed gear for adults and kids with everything from bobbleheads to swimsuits to crocs crocs i don't wear them but i know a lot of people do foco has got you covered with the best chicago merch of your favorite team head on over to foco.com for a 10% discount with promo code CHGO on all non-presale items. That's 10% off with promo code CHGO at foco.com for all non-presale items. Check them out. I, I was perusing their website the other day. They've got a ton of athletic wear, gear, merch, accessories, Anything under the sun that you could want that has a Chicago sports team's logo on it, they've got it. So go head over and check it out at foco.com. F-O-C-O.com. Um, all right, on, guys. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. I got I got two questions. Uh, Joey, Joey, have you heard the word peruse? Do, do you know what that is? Just wanted to know if you knew what peruse meant. I do. You, know, you got that one? I, do. I got that one. 
Okay, good. All right, cool. Uh, making sure, though. I appreciate Just checking on you, bro. Just checking on that's you. Know not, that's not on the same level as besmirching. Or can, I, can I get it? Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> can we get it used in a sentence and a different sentence than what than the one I just said? I was perusing around my the studio for the plug for the camera. Well done. There you go. Well done. All, all right. right, well done. We'll allow it. That, that's go. it. Thank you. That's it. It's a free throw, but we'll take it. All right. I passed. Oh, uh, Matt, what is a what? Did you say Gila Monster? Uh, I, I said it with a hard G. I said Gila Monster. Gila Monster. What? What is that? It's one of those little like chubby lizards that lives in the desert. Gila sure. Monster. I've never heard of this yeah. before. That's fascinating. Really? It's a real thing. I thought it was something before, right? from a TV show or something. I've, I've never heard of it. Yeah. This. I've heard of them. I think they're like pretty big. They're like okay, a couple pounds. It is a reptile native to mm -hmm. the southwestern United States, and it looks up like to twenty-two that. inches long and thirty-three wow. to five pounds. Yeah, it's it's like orange fat. and black. It's kind of like maybe the size of an iguana, but it looks like that. But it's but it's like chunky. Interesting. That is intriguing. Why does it have to have a monster? That's a very. It sounds very mean. Is why I'm asking this. That needs a better. I name. don't know. The Gila it is monster. also. It sounds like fun fact. The only venomous lizard native to the United States. Oh, so watch out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's gonna get you. <laughs> we were just in the southwest of the United States. We're lucky we that were. while we were in Vegas, we did not get bitten by a Gila monster. But we went all Gila monster on that roulette table. <laughs> we sure as hell did. Um, all right, guys. So I think we need to have a moratorium on uh, <laughs> roulette talk. I need, I need like I need a full year off. Dude, are you? I'll, I'll me? go again next summer league, but I need I need like a full year. I, I mean, I'd, I'd be ready to go again in the fall. I just need to wait out the heat. I cannot go back to Vegas. I really, I mean, have, summer have fun, fun without but... me, my friend. <laughs> Okay, I'll go back. I'll go back to playing Hollywood and find Coco. We'll have a lovely time. Hey, Coco. Um, so in our uh, our Discord, uh, more to score asked us about the Bulls rotation at the four and five spots, um, saying, "Is it going to be a see what sticks scenario for Billy, where he gives everyone minutes and tries various rotations and lineups to start out the season?" Or do you think he comes into the season with set minutes for each guy and pivots from there based on performance? We kind of saw him make some pivots from his initial lineup and rotations in the first 15 to 20 or so games of the NBA season last year. Sure. So I think it's feasible that we could do that again. However, there are now a few different pieces of that puzzle, namely Andre Drummond, if you're talking about the four or the five. But you also got Pat, presumed to be your starting four yet again. You've got Derek Jones Jr. back in the fold. You still have Tony Bradley. I think, uh, you know, safe to say he will not be seeing regular minutes until, you know, God forbid, he is called upon because the Bulls are shorthanded. Yeah. But so starting from the four and the five and then maybe even just kind of branching out to, to looking at this rotation as a whole, how do you guys see it going beyond assumption is they start Pat at the four and Booch at the five? Then what happens with Billy's rotation? Uh, well, that's that that's the safe assumption there is you know pat at the four boots at the five i'm curious to see i'm i'm assuming on the assumption that caruso or io is the first person off the bench so the reason i'm saying that is i'm just thinking about when drumming comes into the game is he going to be seventh or eighth um depending on how it's going you know what i mean um i'm assuming in a perfect world if vooch is not in foul trouble and he's just playing very well, and he's doing his thing, then Drummond would be the seventh man off the bench uh, to come in and finish up the first quarter a little bit into the second quarter and give Vooch that time to, you know, relax and chill and also give Drummond time to, you know, do what he does uh, and establish himself while he's out there on the floor. Uh, as far as the four, that's that's where it gets interesting, honestly. Um, you can do Derrick Jones Jr. We saw Javante Green there. Uh, you know Billy Donovan loves the guard lineups, 
you know, Will loves the small ball. So it's so many things you can do, so many options. Does Patrick Williams stay in the game and, and you know, play the four and they go small? Or, you know, how, how's that going to work? Um, that's where it gets interesting for me, Will, is that four. The five, and when Drummond comes in, I think that's for sure more set because you have a guy for sure that you brought in specifically for it. But the four, there is no, like, real solid for sure guy. You know, even even the, you can even say Patrick Williams even isn't a for sure four. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it could be really interesting, and you can play with a lot of lineups uh, in that four. But I'm guessing off the top of the dome, Derrick Jones Jr. will get some of those minutes. I feel like I'm forgetting somebody, um, but I'm looking at Derrick Jones Jr. I'll just say that. When you have – I mean, you mentioned a lot of names, right? Javante, Derrick Jones. There, I, I hope we don't live in a world where Drummond and Vooch play next to each other. No, uh, Caruso. Uh, I think DeMar will play some four. But my point is here, if you have this many options, it's because you don't really have any good options. So yeah. there is going to be a lot of experimentation. My guess is that we see some Javante there as we did last year. Um Probably a little bit of Derek Jones, but I think, you know, barring any major health issues with Lonzo, it's going to be a lot of three guard lineups plus DeMar at the four yeah. or Patrick Williams at the four with spot minutes for DJJ and Javante. Um, and that's that's the problem that I've been trying to call out for, you know, months now is like they don't have a good option there. And that's like one of the most important positions that you need to have an option. So that's why I've been a fan of Justin Lewis. I think he's not there yet. He's not ready, but he could be somebody that longer term fits that role. Um, that's why there is just so much hope being placed on Patrick Williams because he could be that guy. He kind of needs to become that guy for the bulls to, to really take a step forward. And there aren't a lot of other good options. So my guess is, as I said, you see a lot of like Caruso, Zach and like Kobe, with the Mar at the four, with the Mar at the four, or Caruso, Io, Kobe, with the Mar at the four, some combination of those guys, and then you bring in Dragic, Lanza's maybe healthy, and you know Caruso's guarding Giannis for long stretches during the playoffs, um, and so there there's some switchability there. But as I said, like you've got a lot of options, but no great options, and that's why right. Patrick Williams is so important to the future of the franchise. Yeah, yeah, because I mean. When you're talking about depth at those positions, it's it's Pat, it's DJJ, it's Javante in a pinch, it's Caruso in a pinch, and then as you said, Will, those uh, you know stretches we saw where Billy would just have Demar at the four with three guards, and then you know one of the bigs um, or Dragic because apparently he's getting 25 minutes a game and they got to put him somewhere. That is so weird. I you know again it was like and it that was Dragic's side of the story of him being you know pitched by the Bulls. We'll see if that's something that they actually stick with because uh, as uh, so somebody who just said here Joker in the comments saying someone's not going to get minutes and I was thinking that that might be Kobe um, if they are planning on playing Dragic because when you you know that you know shifting to okay. We kind of know what's what the the front court is going to look like. The backcourt rotation to me is far more interesting because there's a zillion of them. It's true. It's a lot, and they all give different things, but none of them, other than Lonzo, are like legit two way players. Mm. Um, I guess you could say that Io is the next closest thing that they have to a ready to contribute now two way player. He plays yeah. decent defense. He certainly plays spirited defense, and he can do some things on the offensive end. Um, there, there's no way that I see Kobe and Dragic both getting regular minutes in Billy's rotation to start the season. Like, it, there's just no world where that makes sense. Yeah. Somebody is probably going to be traded. I think we, I, I've said this before, I think you probably would have seen Kobe get traded last deadline had Lonzo and Crusoe not been hurt because, like, they didn't have any other options. And now they've got that back of the rotation, you know, third point guard guy, assuming health for Lonzo and Caruso. You, you bring Dragic in and promise him minutes. I think Io is more going to be an off-guard secondary playmaker than being a full-on primary point guard. And so, yeah, Kobe does uh, sort of appear to be 
the odd man out, but they need his shooting and they need his microwave scoring abilities. And, you know, whether you can rely on that in a seven game series, you know, TBD, probably not based on last year, but they just don't have room for all these guys. And so he sort of seems like the odd man out. And that's why I think you'll see that log jam cleared up closer to the all-star break, because I still think they want to see for sure what these guys have also, but at the same time, they kind of want to showcase them, you know what I mean, to the league and like, yo, look how good this guy is. You know, we weren't playing around. So I think it'd be easy to make those trades and those decisions then. Because you're right, Will, like, like, and Matt, like, it's a log jam, you know what I'm saying, in that backcourt. And everybody can do something that this team kind of needs. But you can't have that many guys, you know, doing things at that position that are necessary for this team. You know what I mean? You got to find it somewhere else. So we know Lonzo will be here. I'm assuming Dragic will be here because he's been promised 85 minutes a night. And, you know, of course, those names like Io and those guys, but Kobe, um, Javante, a couple other guys, I think will be looked at when it gets closer to the All-Star break and that, that trade deadline. Um. The people kind of debating in the comments about size uh, in today's NBA. Uh, somebody asked, like, well, can they get away with playing two bigs? Joker saying two bigs will be hard to chase threes and, and off ball screens and switches. I like, I do not see, you know, I think one of you guys just mentioned it. We we saw Vooch and Tristan. It was terrible. I assume that Vooch and, and Drummond would be the same levels of terrible. I don't think that's happening. We're de- definitely it. going smaller. Billy tends to play three guards. The NBA shifting small. Somebody in the comments pointed out that like the Warriors had some very you know, successful stretches with Dre at the five. And Dre is a unique player, but even still, a guy that size. Michael in the comments said P. Will is a big three playing at the four. I See, I disagree with that. You could say that Patrick Williams is 6'7", and that the traditional NBA power forward is bigger than 6'7". Mm-hmm. Or maybe you're referring to the fact that Pat doesn't necessarily assert his physical frame as aggressively as he should – on an NBA floor at times, and that I would not disagree with. But 6-7, in today's NBA, absolutely a power forward, without Ooh. question. I, do, do, do you guys agree with that, or you, do, do you disagree with that? Uh, when it comes yeah, to Pat in, and, like, where he should play. In today's NBA, I think that's the, the caveat right there, Matt. In today's NBA, yes, that's a power forward. 6-7, 6-8, you can get away with that. We just saw a whole season of Javante Green at power forward, and it was successful. I mean, All right? we, were so, we were complaining about it because it wasn't ideal. Yes, but it was success. You had success. You Back in the day, some dude played 6'4 guard, cannot play power forward in the NBA. It's not going to happen. This is a different NBA now where you can get away with that for a few games. So, yeah, 6'7 is a power forward in today's NBA. There are teams like the Clippers who have five, six, seven guys on the court at any time. And I think that's kind of the ideal situation. So for me, it's less about what position he is and more about who he's best guarding and mm-hmm. what his offensive skill set is. So for me, he's a big dude. He's going to be able to guard other big players where, you know, the Clippers are built sort of like that as well, where you have, you know, Kawhi and Marcus Morris and Paul George all able to to guard those guys and switch. So I don't really, I mean, I think he's going to play there because he fits there the best because he's the only one on the roster that can. Um, but, you know, for him to switch down a little bit, I think wouldn't necessarily change position, but it would make him a lot more valuable. I mean, uh, PJ right, Tucker let's... is six six four six five. He's PJ Tucker, yes. <laughs> he was playing center sometimes last year. Like, yes, come on, yes. <laughs> Guess that's uh, that's one piece that Pat Riley couldn't convince to stick around. <laughs> He's uh, um, they're they're investigating tampering on that one. So are they? Cool. Yeah. What did you guys see? Who was it who just sent a leak to that video of D Wade trying to like basically steal Donovan Mitchell to Miami recently? Was it at summer league? He's I a part so. owner of the Jazz. That is just right. insane. That's that's for sure tampering. So all all sorts that's, of tampering going on. Hey, that's if you can't be him, join him. <laughs> Like it just seemed like he was just like yeah, like it it didn't. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't get that same kind of thing when when he asked that question. The way he answered it, he was just like yeah. And I was like, okay, that's what is that? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't take all that from it. Like oh man, he's trying to get him to the heat. I didn't take that. I was just saying like yeah, all right, yeah, sure. 
all right, kid, here, you know, stay off of drugs. Here, take my autograph. Like, that's how I kind of took it, honestly. That, that's because you have too much trust in D-Wade not being a sketchy, <laughs> sketchy piece of shit. <laughs> play the Bulls. Now he's trying to play the Jazz. <laughs> What's well, um, the infiltrate and here's become a part yes. owner just to get them over here to the Okay. Yes. All right. All right. All right. Um, all right. Let's uh, one more fun question uh, from Discord, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, this comes from Nick Parts, who said, "What former bull that isn't a Hall of Fame player would you bring back and put on this year's team?" Also, just uh, throw a disclaimer. Speaking of Wade, you'd only get that player at the age of their bull's tenure, so you get washed to D Wade and not prime D Wade, for instance. If you could take one non-Hall of Fame caliber Bulls player from the past and add it to this squad, who is that player for you guys? Besides Matt Thomas? Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, (laughs) Oh, man. You know what's funny? The first person that popped in my head was Carlos Boozer, to be honest with you. Only because we were talking about power forwards and what the Bulls would need at that position. And he would definitely fill a hell of a role for the Bulls at that power forward position right not, there. Not getting the lick of defense, though. No, you ain't getting that. You, you ain't getting that. You ain't getting a drop of defense. But you are getting 16 and 10. Like, you, you can believe on that. Like, you're getting that. So, either him or Todd Gibson Dude, also would be great. That's That was my name. Yeah. Prime, yeah. prime young boy Taj. Yeah. Like, young boy Taj on those teams that made, you know, deep playoff runs. Came into the NBA at like 23 or 24 years old, so yeah. he was actually just prime Taj at the beginning of his NBA, in the beginning of his Bulls career. But that that would be a useful piece. Um, is this you, Joey, who just said give me Luol Deng? Because that was the other yeah, that, name that I was throwing in there. My cool my first player. thought was my first thought was Kukoc, but obviously he's a Hall of Famer. Kukoc Coach would have been like, oh my god, so yeah. good in today's yeah. NBA. Yeah, dribble, mm-hmm. pass, shoot, defend, super tall. Like, yeah. oh, my God, he would have been yeah. so good. Jerry but Krause yeah, think... wasn't wrong. He was just 15 years too early. True. Yeah. But Luol, I think, would be the perfect modern-day four. A or two-way player the... at the wing. That's exactly what this team needs right now. The That's the true. real correct answer here, though, I think we can all agree, is is Jimmy Buckets. Yeah, but he said Hall of Fame caliber. Are, so so I can't, are you, are I can't you say saying that. that Jimmy Butler will not he be said no a Hall of Fame, Fame caliber? Yeah, so are, are he you might saying be, but here he, he's that your boy yet. Jimmy is not going to be in the Hall of Fame? He's caliber. Though. I think that's a – so, wait, are we saying no Hall of Famers or no potential Hall of Famers? I heard Hall of Fame caliber players, and Jimmy's a Hall okay. of Fame caliber player. So I'm Nick's glad to question, hear you say that, Dave. The, if so, the wording I will go specifically. <laughs> the wording specifically from Nick Parts was, what former bull that isn't in the Hall of Fame? Okay. So I don't I don't know if he meant exactly specifically is it in the Hall of Fame as we speak right now or just like you know players who are still playing who are probably trending towards being Hall of Fame players. Right, right. To be safe that as we'll you take, will. I'll take Luol and honestly Luol just would have been I mean he is the perfect player for what this team yeah. needs. Oh, yeah. old Buckness with another great one, Horace Grant. Dude, oh, give me Horace uh, Grant yeah. on this freaking team right now. Damn, that's true. Oh. He's perfect. Yep, that's the answer. Yep, Horace Grant is perfect. Shooting and the defense and the rebounding and the toughness. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's the one. Nah, dude, the way, one. way way better than Boozer. Way yes. better than way Boozer. better than Boozer. Yes, yes, oh. yes, and yes. Here's, what about here's uh, Nick in the comments Carmelo himself Anthony? saying it can be an active, it can be an active not player. <laughs> Carmelo does not count. Hall of Fame never caliber, played, Will. He's going. Never played a I single know, game <laughs> and a Hall of Famer. Honestly, as much as I love Jimmy. I think Luol would be a better fit for this team right now. Yeah. Yeah, Jimmy, I think you're right. Jimmy also, can't play the uh, four. Yeah, no. Uh, Jimmy Joker, can do everything. But check he's, your facts and show some it. respect. Rodman is in the Hall of Fame, sir. How dare you? How That is that is an inexcusable besmirching of my guy, Dennis Rodman. For shame. For shame. Look at the anger. <laughs> he's ready for bed. Type Dennis Rodman Hall of Fame into your YouTube search bar and rewatch his Hall of Fame induction speech if you haven't watched it in a while. It's great. Actually, you might not want to do that. You don't know what's going to pop up. You got to be specific when <laughs> you type in Dennis Rodman stuff. So be specific on that, man. Don't just type his name in there. All right. No, uh, yeah. Type in Dennis Rodman Hall of Fame. Okay. All right. 
And it, you, dude, that two-tone suit, the half Pistons, half Bulls, like j- suit jacket he wore to his Hall of Fame induction. Yeah, flawless. Was absolutely awesome. flawless. Was awesome. Yeah. Uh, Emilio, Joe Keem, no love. See, I didn't want to bring him up because, in my <laughs> mind, in my heart, that's a Hall of Fame player right there. That's a Hall of but, Fame cap because it takes into consideration everything you did your whole career. This is a back-to-back, back-to-back champion, back-to-back college champ, an MVP of the Final Four. Defensive player of the year, you know what I'm saying? All NBA, like, he's got a shot, you know what I'm saying, to be a Hall of Famer. He really does. He's got a shot. Shout out real quick before we get out of here to the Super Chat from Flipside23. Remember that pick of Io, Zoe, Debo, Pac, Kobe, Javante from the first Summer League game. If you look again, Kobe is fading away like Marty's family. (laughs) (laughs) Might not be wrong about that, Flipside. Might not be wrong about that. It's your cousin Mary and Barry. You know that <laughs> you know that new sound you've been looking for? <laughs> well, oh, such a horrible misappropriation of that. Yes, it was. Oh, my it was. dear Lord. But it was funny. It was funny. <laughs> All right, that's it. Uh, thanks to everybody for throwing us some stuff in the Discord today. Uh, we'll we'll do some more mailbag kind of stuff and some AMAs as we move into the the darker periods of the offseason when we're still going to be giving you guys five episodes a week, and there's not a whole lot of actual basketball news going on. So um, if you are a CHO member, hit us up in that Discord whenever you want, whenever anything's on your mind. If you aren't a CHO member yet, do that. Become a member. Do it the points bet way. Get a bunch of free perks, and then hit us up in the Discord. And you can also always hit us up on Twitter. We're CHO underscore Bulls. Bulls underscore Peck. Won't Gottlieb. And bow. B-A-W-L. Shout out and thanks to our guy, Joey. Operating behind the scenes with some absolute instant classic graphics off the cuff today. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go resist eating vegetables like my guy SpongeBob. Um, <laughs> have a great weekend, everybody. We'll be back with a pod episode on Monday of next week. Until then, enjoy the weekend. See Red be good.